mount up because we're chasing strays. Well, my name's Bobby Gray. I'm from northern Oklahoma. Decided to start a podcast. There wasn't a lot for cowboys and whatnot. And I just thought it'd be kind of a cool idea. Got an inspiration from another guy. Shout out to Matt McKinley at Burning Daylight. Go check out his podcast. It's kind of where I got the whole idea for this whole deal. Oh, I've always kind of wanted to share a story and how uh, basically how beef gets from pasture to plate. I really enjoy that. I think it's cool. I live the lifestyle and I just I just thought it was a great idea and figured like Matt's doing and I guess I need to just give him credit for the whole dang show uh, I figured I'd just do it while I was working <laughs> I work on my family farm and ranch and a lot of guys would say I'm counterfeit because that don't make me a cowboy because I said I just said I farm well like I said before I'm in northern Oklahoma and uh, we're in the wheat pasture capital of the world. There ain't a place in the world that's got as much wheat pasture as we do around here. Um, wintertime, just bukus of calves come through here from all over the country. From about where I stand, oh, probably a little east of where I Stand all the way out to oh I'd say damn near the western edge of the Oklahoma Panhandle and Texas Panhandle and then go a little north of that but getting out there it starts to get a little scarce too but right in here where I'm at We farm so we can run cattle, so call me counterfeit, call me fake, call me real, call me whatever, but I figured I spent just as much time in a, on a horse as any other guy that claims he's a cowboy, and I figure I can work a wild, crazy bunch of steers just as good as most other guys can, especially since I've grown up running Florida steers. I've seen some steers that'll flat out eat your lunch and then come back for seconds, maybe even thirds if you're not careful. And I guess today was a pretty good day for me to kind of start this deal. I uh, kind of doing a little routine job around here that we do quite often, just uh, moving around some bigger calves on grass and uh, check weighing them kind of see how they're doing so far. They went on grass weighing about, oh, I think these were the seven to eight weights. So they should, they went on about 20 days ago on kind of a, oh, a pasture we got that was 
kind of getting grown up with some real bad winter grasses so we stacked a whole bunch of them on there for a flash graze type deal and uh, so I'm moving a few of them now well that wire just broke that ain't no good but uh I guess I'll be able to tell you what they weigh here in a little bit once I get done hauling. If you're interested, I don't know if you are or not, you might be. So I guess we'll find out now, won't we? Well, golly, that doggone wire broke. Huh. That ain't no good. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Hopefully these calves will weigh. Or they did come off a of wheat pasture, so they're not going to gain the best going on the grass. But I hope we can have them weighing about 775. I'd be tickled pink if they'd if they'd weigh eight. That'd be a pretty good little deal, but I don't think we can. I don't think we can quite squeeze that much out of them, but it's just a numbers game, trying to track them and then catch the right time in the market to sell them. All part of a part of a grand old life we live around here, I guess. If if you enjoy it, it is quite a fun deal. Oh, enough about me, I guess. It's starting to sound like I'm a little full of myself. I guess it can't be from time to time. But anyways, I just figured I'd talk more about the whole deal of the show. Like I said earlier, uh, kind of want to share the beef life and my sector of the cattle industry which is more of a little bit of cow calf more of a stalker deal um, talking about how like like i say today we're running around moving a few from one place to the other getting a check weight on them and just doing a little uh constant job like that and uh I'd also like to sprinkle in a little humor, maybe a little opinionated uh, topic from here to there and get some discussion and feedback on it. And I guess just roll with it from there. Uh, it's just kind of a, I guess a little deal for me to talk on. Y'all can listen to me. I, get, I mean, I guess you don't have to if you don't want to. You can always press pause, and I guess I shouldn't have told you that much because you're probably going to press pause and forget about it now, but whatever. If it don't work, I guess I'll stop. If it does work, I guess I'll keep doing it. I don't know how many people want to listen to me. It'd be cool if we could get a couple hundred on here every time. And also, if anybody wants to send me money, I'd be more than glad to take it. Um, 
little tough right now in the cattle market. And I'd sure take a little bit of money, so if anybody wants to sponsor this deal, follow me and on Facebook, Bobby Gray, and we'll get you all hooked up, and you can get you a tagline here on the show. Maybe my whole audience will hear it. Who knows? Maybe this will grow, and we'll have a whole bunch of people. Maybe it'll just be me and, like, six guys. But if those six guys want to hear me, I guess I'll let them hear me. May not make much money, but at least somebody will hear me, I guess. So, anyways, I guess on to some other important matters. Uh, found out yesterday, and I don't know how long it's been in place, but the Oklahoma State Legislature, I know I just butchered that, legislator, um, passed a law that a train cannot hold you up at a train track for no more than like, I think 10 minutes. So that's kind of nice, I guess. But I was helping, going back to the whole farming thing, I was helping cut a little wheat and we were cutting next to a train track and we just got done with the field well we need to go through the train so we kind of waited and then a couple other guys loaded up and pick up and went to go see if we could get around the next mile or two over to where we could get and go get to cutting again but finally the train moved and we just boogied right on across it before the next train came so that was kind of a oh I guess kind of a little break blessing in disguise type deal because we got to eat our dinner and just kind of chill out for a minute and that's always nice when you're cutting wheat because everybody all the older guys get all hopped up about it and it's time to go and they won't stop but when something like that makes them stop it's kind of nice and just sit around and talk and eat if you ain't gotten a drift by now, I kind of enjoy eating. I wouldn't consider myself fat, but I'm not the most fit guy around. Take that for what it is, but that's just me. Another big deal going on here in Oklahoma is all this flooding. I mean, gee whiz. It's a, it's a wet dude over here, and I know I'm not in the flooding area, but I'd hate to be. We've had a lot of rain. I think we record or we added it up and we've had our annual yearly rainfall already once or twice or in some places three times this year. Just this year. Or I mean just this first six months of the year, so I guess that's good. I'm not gonna complain because it'll quit raining faster than it starts raining. It is a lot of water, and I've put in a lot of flood gaps, four, five, twelve, twenty times at least. That gets old real fast. I mean, you go stand in a creek, sweat, getting eaten up by bugs, no wind, humid is all get out. 
you tend to dislike that activity. It's kind of a kind of a pain in the ass, if you ask me. I mean, there's not much worse than that. I mean, I I get there's probably somebody listening going, well, I pump out shitters for a living, and I'm sorry. That sucks. But I don't have to do that. So for me, it's the floodgates. That's what. That's what. Uh, that's what got me. Just. And I guess lose a lot of water weight doing all that sweating. But I kind of like the water. It, it keeps me going. So I don't necessarily want to lose it. I just want to lose a little bit of chunk. I know we're not supposed to be perfect and God didn't make us perfect and I'm I'm pretty damn awesome so I guess I need to be a little chunky to level out the playing field for everybody else. I can't be a complete stud, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I don't want to want to intimidate everybody and make everybody worried. So. Yeah, I just don't want to don't want to raise y'all's competition any more than I have to. Well, for all of you that were wondering, I just weighed 42 of these calves. I didn't figure we needed to weigh many more. First load weighed 7.87 and second load weighed 7.92. So, I'd say a pretty good little average daily gain for, oh, maybe it wasn't a little more than 20 days, but for what they were going on to wheat, or going on to grass, coming straight off a of wheat pasture, normally you don't get that good a gain. Granted, they were a little hard because the wheat was getting short, but I didn't think they were that hard. I guess it was good little ordeal came out of it but I'll tell you what I'll sprinkle in a little funny for today and uh, I read a, a meme yesterday and it says tell me some things that your dad says and it's a bunch of little kids in a classroom one says I'm proud of you one says good job one said something like you're doing great or something and then another one said you better swing that damn gate before that crazy one-eyed bitch piles you up in the corner that's some shit i grew up with i don't know if any i mean i'm sure if you're listening to this deal some other people did too uh, it wasn't nearly bad on cows as it was them doggone florida steers i tell you what some of them suckers were flat out wild. I mean, they'd get here, come off the truck, bouncing off the pins. I mean, just, if our pins weren't built as solid as they are, we wouldn't have any pins, because golly, I mean, especially, I mean, the little calves are worse than the big calves because normally the big calves have calmed down. But them little calves, I mean, you'll see a 
three, four hundred pounder bounce his ass off a damn rail a few times. And I mean bounce off a good solid pipe rail. You'd think they learn. Like after the first time they'll go, oh, that hurt. I ain't gonna do that no more. But uh they just and they won't calm down. Even, I mean, you go stand in the back of the pen waiting on them to go out the gate. Not even waving a sorting stick, a flag, nothing. Just standing there. I mean, hadn't said a word all day. Pulled them in with the suck truck, locked them in the pen. Just standing in the back of the pen. They will go ballistic sometimes. And every once in a while you get that that certain group and they're just a charm but those are always the ones you do the least with whether it's by default or not I don't know but oh it just seems like the ones that work the best never hit the pins so you can never just have a good day of working calves it's always the ones that like to test you and snort and run through the gate and fart, kick, jump, all that nice happy horse shit. Just piss you off. And then they'll try and cut back on you. Try and cut back on you. You get them little son bitches, they'll run right under a horse. They don't give a shit. So you can't hardly just pin them up against a fence like you could an old big cow or something. You can just cram their head up against the fence, I mean, between the horse and the fence, and they'll, they'll quit. These little suckers, they'll just go flat under your horse. I mean, if you give them one chance to turn back, you're basically going to have a hell of a time. So you kind of learn just... Don't ever give them that chance. And if you do, you just better start bringing every gate you got. Because, I mean, I don't know about y'all's horses, but half the time I'm surprised when a horse or when a calf runs up underneath my horse and he don't just come in too. I mean, that's. I'll give him a thumbs up for that whole deal, but every once in a while, he will. He will. There's always those times that they do, and boy, that hurts. I ain't no bronc stomp or nothing like that. I don't claim to be. I don't try and really train my own horses or break them. I, I don't. That's not my forte. I just want to work with cattle. And... I mean, stalker calves and whatnot. And I'd rather spend a little extra money, get a little better horse. Horse trained a little more, maybe. Sure, I gotta spend the money. Sure, maybe I'm not as punchy as somebody else. But let somebody else that's good at it do it. And I can already tell you now, I wouldn't be too good at it. So. Why ruin a good horse when somebody that knows what they're doing 
can do it for me. Even though I gotta pay him a little bit, it just one of those deals. Maybe that makes me lazy, I don't know. I'd sure rather just buy a good broke horse. A lot easier on my back and my arms and shoulders and head than not hitting the ground all the time. Well, I'm going to wrap this deal up uh, at this point. And I sure appreciate y'all listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, go follow me on Facebook, Bobby Gray, B-O-B-B-I-E-G-R-A-Y. Uh, let me know what you thought of the show and anything you want me to talk about or discuss or anything like that and sure like to get some feedback from everybody uh that'd be great so until then mount up we're chasing strays